0: Hey there, this is Vicki Arsenault, and you're listening to another episode of Facing Your Fears. Hey, you guys, so over the past week or two, I heard of this story about a man in Massachusetts who had just been swallowed by a whale. Now, the guy is okay, the whale ended up spitting him out, but he shared his story about how he was in this whale's mouth and everything is pitch black. Luckily he was a diver and he'd been diving and he got swallowed by this whale. Normally whales would not swallow people. He thought at first maybe he'd gotten eaten by a shark but he like I guess could feel that there were no teeth around him. So he knew it was a whale but anyway he still had his diving gear on so he was able to breathe. But anyway he got swallowed by this whale and Probably, I think he said he was probably in there for like 30 seconds or so, which I'm sure that 30 seconds felt like 30 years of trauma, right? I mean, that I just can't even imagine. He's thinking about his kids in there. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. I'm like literally going to be eaten by a whale. Like, oh my gosh. So anyway, the whale spits him out. Um, He's, you know, got some bumps and bruises, maybe a couple of broken bones, whatever. Um, but he's fine. So... Yay for that. That's awesome. But what it reminded me of is, of course, the story of Jonah, right? We've all heard that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. And it almost seems unbelievable. But then, you know, it just happened a week or two ago. So it's really not that far off, is it? (laughs) So if you're not familiar with the story of Jonah, I'm going to just give you a Vicky version of the story of Jonah. God tells Jonah to get up and go to Nineveh and announce his judgment against them because they have been so completely wicked. But Jonah, he like gets up and is like, hey, I'm heading in the opposite direction. I am not going that way. So he goes and he gets on the ship. He buys a a ticket and he's on the ship. Well, God brought on like this powerful wind all over the sea. It was like this violent, violent storm. And so all the sailors are like, they're shouting to their gods and they're throwing all their cargo over the side of the ship to try to lighten it. Just trying to survive. Like this whole time, Jonah is sound asleep. So the captain goes down to get Jonah and like, what the heck? How are you sleeping at a time like this? So get up and pray to your God. Maybe he'll pay attention and spare our lives. So they start casting lots, you know, just to figure out who is the cause of this storm. And they find out that it's Jonah and they're like, what, you know, what is going on here? What, why, why is this happening to us? And he's like, I'm a Hebrew. I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the land. And so like, they're terrified. And, um, he told them why he was running away from the Lord. And so the storm is like getting worse the whole time. And they're like, well, what should we do to to get this storm to stop then? And so Jonah says, throw me into the sea and it'll be calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. (laughs) That's a lesson right there, right? But we'll get back to that. So they throw him in the sea. God sends a whale to swallow him up. So he ends up being in this whale and he ends up crying out to God. So God has the whale go and spit him out on land. So he tells Jonah again, hey, go to Nineveh and deliver the message that I've given you. So this time Jonah's like, okay, fine, I'll go and do it. So he goes there and he tells them like, hey, you know what? God is going to destroy you because just how evil everything is here. So the people actually repent. They're like, oh my gosh, we don't want that. So they totally turn away from their sin. They totally turn away. And so, um, God ends up, when he sees that they've put a stop to all of their evil ways, he changes his mind and he doesn't destroy them. And guess what Jonah does? He gets upset as heck. He's like angry. So he complains to God. He's like, Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That's why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn your back from destroying people. (laughs) Okay, wait. (laughs) You're upset because God didn't destroy like 120,000 people? What? Oh my gosh. So you're just thinking about this. Of course, Jonah kind of pouts for a little bit about it. And, you know, God is just like, hey, um, is it right for you to be angry? Like, come on now. So anyway, let's just take this back a little bit because the story all started because I heard the, uh, well, this episode started because I heard that a man got swallowed by a whale. (laughs) So let's just go back to the first part. Jonah runs from the Lord. I did another episode on this and we were talking about how Moses was like, Mm, nope I don't want to go talk to Pharaoh and now we have Jonah who's like "Ah, nope none of us that way I'm heading that way I know what you asked me to do I don't want to do it right so we had an episode about that and how we all want to run from God sometimes well think about it this way though like in this case when he started running from God his choice affected A whole bunch of sailors, right? They had this massive storm. And they had to like throw cargo over the edge just trying to lighten the ship so they're not going to die. When we make decisions, sometimes we can cause a dramatic storm in our life or in someone else's life, right? Sometimes stuff happens. We make dumb decisions sometimes. And... He ended up admitting that it was his fault that this had happened. I also believe that him just admitting that it was his fault and then telling them what to do to, to cause this to stop, like throwing him over the edge. I think that in life, sometimes we have to admit to people, this is my fault. Like we so want to blame everybody else or let people just think that it's just the storm of life that's happening. I had nothing to do with it, whatever, you know, we just wanna like not uh, admit to the fact that it's our fault. Mm. But sometimes admitting that something is our fault is gonna set other people free, right? You can have personal responsibility for your actions or your words And by you taking responsibility and saying, this is my fault. You can actually not only set yourself free, but you could set the people around you free who are probably blaming themselves. Just like the sailors on that ship, they were blaming themselves. Who, you know, who did anything? Let's, you know, cast lots and see who did this thing. They're all praying to their, their gods and trying to figure out, of course, nothing's happening, right? The storm is still happening. So Take responsibility for the things that you've done that have affected other people, especially if you're the cause of a storm and you are the one that could bring peace to it by just saying, it was me raising that hand and saying, it was me. I did it. I'm sorry. You know, then I think you'll see that so much healing can actually begin and peace will start to come back into people's lives and your lives. And then let's visit... The other part of the story, (laughs) do you ever see when like somebody is doing something and you find it really annoying or just awful, maybe not annoying, but more like just shocking and you judge them and you're like, you don't even deserve to have the peace of God. Have you ever actually felt that way about a situation? Cause imagine that there's 120,000 people Who are about to be destroyed. And God sees that these people, when they got the warning, they totally were like, uh uh, we don't want that. We'll totally change them. Sorry, God, you know, and they change. And then Jonah gets angry. Have you ever seen when someone has done something and then they say sorry for it and you're still angry about it? You're still angry because how should they get forgiveness for this? Why should they be forgiven? Why should they get anything good? They did something so bad. Why should they have any grace and mercy, right? And then as Jonah is angrily yelling at God, complaining, didn't I say before whom you would do this, Lord? That's why I ran away. I knew you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. <laughs> How can you get angry at God for being so merciful, so compassionate, slow to get angry, filled with unfailing love and eager to turn your back from de- his back from destroying people? Like why would you be angry about that, right? Because God gives that same thing to us. And it's just, it strikes me funny that Jonah couldn't embrace that for these people and just be like, wow, God, thank you that you are merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, filled with unfailing love, and eager to turn your back from destroying people. So I think sometimes we have to check our own heart and see what our feelings or thoughts are toward people who God shows mercy to when we feel like they don't deserve it. Because I think it's also a reflection on ourselves. Because when we do something wrong, God, and we tell God, I'm sorry, he immediately washes that away immediately. He doesn't think another second about it. But we think that there needs to be some period of time where we like beat ourselves up over it. There should be like there shouldn't be instant gratification. There shouldn't be instant forgiveness. There should be like you you know some kind of set amount of days or time where you prove that you're actually really sorry and you feel really just crappy about it for a period of time. And man, what a waste it is, right? Because because God forgives us immediately. He doesn't say, okay, I forgive you. And now go sulk about it for the next two weeks, because that's going to really show me that you're sorry. That is not how God works. But that's how we work, right? I have people in my life that will not accept Jesus as their Lord or accept the forgiveness that God has offered them because they feel like they don't deserve it. Nobody deserves it. But he gives it anyway because that's just who he is, and so you can walk around saying, "Well, I don't deserve it. I don't. Deserve it. I'm so bad. I did this. I did that. I did. God doesn't even care, right? He just loves you. He doesn't want to destroy you. He doesn't want you to live your life feeling like you're in these this prison cell and in these chains. Like forgiveness is for everybody." And if we're getting angry because somebody else is forgiven that we think shouldn't be forgiven, then we really have to take a look at ourselves and ask ourselves, why can't I forgive myself for the things that I've done? Why can't I? Because God already has. Yet I think I need to sit here and beat myself up over something. Or this person accepts forgiveness from God for all of the terrible things that they've done. They shouldn't be able to. They should have to pay for it. That is not how the gift of forgiveness works. A gift is a gift. You don't pay for a gift. You accept the gift and you move on. And if you want, you can just show gratitude to God by by telling everybody that they can have this forgiveness. Jonah really wanted to just see the people destroyed. <laughs> he, he didn't want to go give them the message because he wants them to get destroyed. He was like, no, if I go there, then God's going to be gracious on them and they're not going to get destroyed. So I don't want to go there and tell them the message that, you know, God's going to destroy them. I just want him to do it. <laughs> right. So, you know, what? and then after God does forgive them and just is like they're turned from their ways, I'm not going to destroy them because he's a loving God. Um, then Jonah's all ticked off about it. So um, I was just thinking about that myself because I I feel like um, we really struggle to forgive ourselves and that holds us back in so many areas of our lives, keeps us in fear, keeps us in doubt, keeps us in this place of lack. It keeps us in a place of feeling less than and that is not who you are. Okay, you're not that person. You are forgiven. It doesn't matter what you did, who you are, what you did five minutes ago. If you truly turn from those ways and you give that to God and you ask for forgiveness, you're just just forgiven and he's not going to hold it over your head. He's not like we are. We want to point out somebody's flaws till the end of time, right? I mean, women... (laughs) When a guy messes up or he says something that was hurtful or something, that can stick with us for years. That'll come out in a fight like 17 years later, (laughs) right? That's something you did this that one day. Our brains, like we want to hold that stuff because that hurt. And we're going to bring that back and show that to you one day, right? We're not always great at letting stuff go. (laughs) It's something that probably we ought to work on, right? But I want you to just take some time this week and pray about that and just Um, Ask God to reveal to you if there are areas in your heart where you're not forgiving others. Like I, honest to goodness, feel like I have an easier time forgiving others when they hurt me. I have a harder time forgiving others when they hurt people I love. Like literally, you do something to somebody in my family that I love, I have a very hard time getting over it but you can do stuff to me all day long. You can call me names, you can do whatever. And I'm like, whatever. I I don't really care. And I think a lot of people are like that. You know, it's like, we're very protective of our people, but we're like, we know we can take the blows if we have to. Um, But watching your daughter or watching your mom or watching your husband or watching your friend go through something like that, or someone attacking them, that's like a whole new level of like (laughs) playing field where, I really have to actually still work on that. Luckily, things like that don't happen very often. So I think I'm good until a situation comes up and then I realize, oh wait, nope, nope, that yuckiness is still in that heart of mine. <laughs> so I think we all kind of um, experience those types of things. Maybe it's just me, I don't know. But um, so, you know, just pray about that and give those things to the Lord and ask Him to help you to forgive and to love and to... um support the way that he does. Jonah is a book that's in the Old Testament. This is the Old Testament God that everybody thinks is so like crazy and possessive and vicious and violent and all of this versus like New Testament God who is all loving and all kind. No, he's always been the same God. Always been the same God. Um, And he's always loving. His love is always unfailing. So pray about that. One other thing, uh, well, two other things. One thing I wanted to say is that um, I did set up that Facebook page, Faithing Your Fears, right on Facebook. So you can go search that and follow the page because in July, I want to do a Proverbs challenge. So there are 31 chapters in Proverbs and there are 31 days in July. And I thought it would be fun if we did a chapter a day throughout the month of July. And I thought it would be cool if we just kind of shared what we learned from each proverb on the Faith in Your Fears Facebook page. I think it's fun. I don't know if you guys will think it's fun. But anyway, I'm going to post on there what my ahas are. I know the first couple of chapters are kind of like, huh? (laughs) I remember reading some of them with my daughter when she was like eight, nine years old. And there were a couple of things in there that I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think this is quite appropriate for her age right now. (laughs) But there is so much wisdom inside of Proverbs. I think that you could read it over and over and over and every single time you get something new from it. So if you don't have a hard copy Bible, that's okay. Because if you have a phone or a computer or an iPad or some kind of tablet, you can download an app, a Bible app. I use the YouVersion Bible app. It allows me to switch between different versions of the scripture. Um, it allows me to highlight and take notes and bookmark and, you know, all kinds of different things. But you choose whatever one works for you. And we're going to start that on July 1st. So I will be posting information more about that on the page. Right now, I think there's like two posts on that page because it's so brand new. So hang with me there while I build that up. Um, And feel free to go and uh, create a scene over there. Have some fun. Comment and like and share what's going on in your life over there. And and let's just make that uh, page a really fun place to go. So anyway, I hope that you will have an amazing week. I am looking forward to next week. I think this podcast will come out um, before July 1st possibly it might come out I don't know what the date is right now so (laughs) it could be Tuesday it could be Wednesday I'm not really sure so anyway uh, I hope to see you over on the page get ready for the challenge and also don't forget to just chat with God about the areas in your heart that maybe you need to offer up a little more forgiveness to others all right have an excellent week talk to you next time bye